Hi, I'm Adam. And I'm RJ. And you're listening to The Dysfunctional Podcast. We're just a couple of gays that can't get enough of the D. Can we talk about a net betting? <laughs> West Des Moines, honey. No. no Metro Des Moines, honey. No. no oh, no. Chives. No, Chives. 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 I, okay, well, okay, here, okay. <laughs> you know, you know how often I crave lobster bisque and the fact that you have never brought it up. You do Alice and Janney and lobster bisque like that. Oh, I forgot. He's <gasps> oh my god, I love that. I never had a father figure. Uh, listeners, if you could only see what we're seeing. So, my microphone is fully, like... You have to treat your microphone like Lauren Hill has to treat her microphone in Sister Act 2 when she's, like, doing her solo. Joyful, joyful, we adore thee. God of glory, Lord of life. We already did this bit the first time we did this show. The joyful, with joyful the, with the microphones. We did this bit. Really? Mm-hmm. It was. I'm truly eating this microphone. Yeah, and I am so far away from mine. And if you looked, it would look like the opposite is yeah. true. Should we just swap mics? Am I just louder? Something's no. going on with the mics. Something is it weird because your mic. microphone cord is still coiled up? No girl i don't know i don't know girl hello listeners welcome to another thrilling episode of the dysfunctional podcast we're doing a quickie today because adam is tired because i'm tired adam is back in the workforce and he is i am a an essential worker Uh uh-huh and i'm not (laughs) and we're moving on I get to make podcasts. That is my essential function. Function. What category is it on right now? Uh, what does it mean when it says noise gate? Do you you see that? Isn't noise the like... Like white noise in the background? Yeah. Maybe. So it like reduces the amount of that. Hmm. Um, we're recording live as our neighbors upstairs continue to move. They've been moving for like two weeks. I don't know what's (laughs) happening. They're still moving furniture. Maybe they have a lot of stuff. Sure. I'm so tired. (laughs) Is it because you worked later today? So it felt like the day was later? Yes. Okay. And I would also say... I got home. Oh my god. (laughs) And um, I cannot believe this dirty. My wife didn't have my martini ready at the door (laughs) and food on the table. So So when Adam got home and I was fully aware that he was going to be done at 730. So I was like, okay, at 730, I'm going to start cooking. You walked in the room at like 750. Yes. Famously, it takes me (laughs) 15 minutes to get home. And I was still laying That's on the seven couch. Seven minutes to get to work because it's mostly right turns to get to work. I was laying on the couch when you walked in, and I literally said, "I guess I should make dinner now, huh?" And he said, "You haven't made dinner." 
And I was like, no, but it'll be really quick. Let me tell you, listeners, it was not quick. They were chicken nope. thighs, and so they needed to be cooked uh, thoroughly. Famously, you cannot undercook chicken. I am being honest with you now. <laughs> the reason why I needed to cook. I am being honest with you. And I am being honest with you, unlike previously before. The reason why I needed to cook was because the marinade on the chicken was yogurt. And if it marinates longer than eight hours, it starts to break down the chicken. And you can't Oh my cook god. It. So it's been it had been marinating all day? It had been marinating for like four hours. It's like you have to cook it either like from thirty minutes to eight hours. Like that's the only t- because huh. because acid breaks down like the chicken. Famously acid Famous. breaks down chicken. Yeah. Sure. So it was like I can't just like not cook it. <laughs> I just <laughs> think it's it. funny. I truly just lost track of time. No, because I, I, I understand. Listen, I'm not upset. I then why did you throw? <laughs> because we have nothing else to talk about. Because I can't talk about anything else right now. <laughs> when we were in Indiana with my mom, mm-hmm. you know, an older person, yes, eating dinner at five thirty. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And then we were at Miranda's. Miranda was like, "You should always fit. In, you should always eat before eight. Mm-hmm. You should be done by. You shouldn't eat past eight because it's like your body doesn't have yeah. time to like, not digest it, but like that way you can like fast appropriate or some intermittent fasting. Is that right? I don't even know. <laughs> what was the reason, Miranda? It's just anyway. so your body doesn't isn't digesting when it goes to sleep. Oh, sure." What are you? What point are you trying to make? That, we that I got eating? home at seven fifty and you hadn't started making <laughs> food yet. Even if I had food ready, we wouldn't have been eating before eight o'clock. Would Again, you have immediately? Cor- you're correct. <laughs> so then, why did you even bring that up? <laughs> We're talking about Hamilton, girl. Oh, <laughs> was that? Oh my God! Was that last week? Yes, it was last. Have we week, not definitely. done an episode since we're, Hamilton came out? We're bi-weekly, remember? Honey, we did an episode. And, right don't before. I make this joke all the time? I'm and by something. Yeah, great. The podcast is by. We're not. Uh, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Hamilton. We're talking about Hamilton, the newest Disney craze. <laughs> The absolute Hamill film, Hamill film, hashtag Hamill film. It is the, it is the moment. She is the girl. She's the moment. She is the moment. So during 4th of July, that's what we did. We watched Hamilton. Now come on now. Um, it's just funny that it's in Disney, Disney plus. Uh, so supposedly like the backstory is like they had made it obviously. And then they sold it to different, um, they were selling it to, different distributors mm-hmm. and disney was just the one who out outbid, outbid. everybody else bobby eggs outplanned outrun and out retreat. it's perfect what does anybody think? what does anyone think we all it's think the good. same thing it's great um no i so i came to this very late hamilton hamilton the concept mm-hmm. Because everyone was listening to it, 
I don't like listening to sh- stuff before I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I like it to be a little fresh. But it doesn't matter. So I knew I was going to see it 2019, last year, in Chicago. Because my mom bought us tickets. Thanks, Mom. And I... Um, was like, well, I should listen to it so I don't I don't want to get lost. Like that would be the worst thing would just be like And I'm not even like an old white person who's like, <laughs> what's rap? Like I would I probably would have been fine. Yeah. But I was like, just in case. Like the people behind us. Like the people behind us. Um yes. And also it's not really it, it let me okay, let me be clear. This is theater rap. Yes. This is Lin-Manuel rap. Yeah. This is not. This is not. Hip hop. This is not. This, this is, is not, not Megan V. Like if you are an actual rap stan, you're probably yeah. and you've heard like, wow, there's rap in this musical. You you're probably be, not going to be impressed. Yes. You're going to be, be like, oh, this is cute. Sure. Yeah. This is baby's first rap. Yeah. Yeah. If I can do the rap from Satisfied. It's not rap. <laughs> like, I mean, let's, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. If I can also yeah. do it along with Renee, uh, Ellis Goldsberg. Renee, yes. If I can do it along with her, it's not fast enough. Mm-hmm. David Diggs is a rapper, is a rapper. So, you know, um, but I listened to it. We watched it. It was great. I had nothing to say but good things about it. The same as everybody else. Everybody yeah. else's. Everything we are about to say has already been, been said, said more astutely and acutely in re- in literally in literal reviews of the actual musical. Yeah. So it's good. I don't know what to tell. I don't know what you're listening to this podcast for. Um. It's our fans, the dedicated fans. They, what is your, l- let's do this. Let's simplify into. Let's do this. Let's do this. What Do you want to each bring three things or sure. do you want to do two things each or what do you want to do? Let's each bring three things. And then like one, one negative each. I can find something, I'm sure. Hmm. It'll probably be the same one. Oh, okay. Because it's really, I just have one main negative one. Okay. But it's not even a negative. It's just like. You know, I have two. I could pick from oh, either one, depending damn. on what you. The longer she thinks. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Well. Okay. So let's start with positive. So it's, I think the unsung hero of the staging is the, look at Friedrich, is the <laughs> choreography. Oh yeah, it's telling the story. I just don't think it, it fully is told the story. really talked about enough. Yeah. Because it's not traditional broadway choreography yes. in like we it's are very, now doing a dance number yeah. but like it's very there contemporary is con- yeah. constant dance on that stage yeah. at all times but they didn't because they were it would be have been very easy to be like we're going to make it all mm-hmm. hip-hop choreo to fit the theme but they don't do that either that it is it's, really it's mostly modern yeah it's mostly modern choreo yeah it's so good though yeah and the way that that stage obviously it's a bare set it's just like two levels yeah all the all the furniture and pieces all live on the stage and they just kind of get brought in and it gets transformed yeah. 
Um, and so it's it really is up to the ensemble to like build out mm-hmm. the world and how that looks and how that feels. Yeah. And it's ju- they're just so go- it's just so good. Yeah. That part. Well, good. going piggybacking off of that, I would say the ensemble is really. Ugh. It's uh, it's like obviously no small feat what they're doing. Yeah. They're telling the whole story. It's an ensemble show. Yeah. It is. I mean, they does, bow together. It does so. remind me a lot of. There are moments that I'm like, this is Pippin. This yeah. is modern Pippin. Yes. It's just the, in, tell, we're telling the show. Yes. We're telling the story. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's nice about the film is that the ensemble is, I mean, you because of all of the close-up, you do get to see them. You get to, like, recognize people. You get to, like, see the work that they're doing. They each get a title card at the end, like a credit card. Like, they're very... Like a credit card? Yeah, a credit card. A card of their credit in the show. Oh, a credit card. Yeah. So it's a really... They don't get an Amex at the end of the show? I'm sure they all did. They are, honey, they are all black Amex holders. Yeah. Um, But they're they're all featured really well, which is really... Which is really nice. I would also say just like turntables have done before have been done for years on Broadway. Famously. Very, very (laughs) much so. In fact, Les Mis. Mm -hmm. Um, But this like, I think elevates it to a new level and it's not overused and it's not underused. Like it's just used the right amount where it like looks cool. Yeah. They're very... Yeah. The the way they use it, like, it really... It feels cinematic. It, it's cinematic, and it, like, disappears sometimes. Like, sometimes you don't even realize that they are slowly moving. <laughs> There's one that's my favorite. I don't... I'm, uh, I want to say it's Act 2, where um, Eliza gets on the... Yes. She gets on he it, stan- and he's standing looking somewhere, and then she spins around and then ends up meets right him. and yeah. meets him to mm-hmm. tell him what she has to tell him. And yeah. it's like, that's good. That's good. You that's wanna, like You want to stage detail. pictures, honey? You want to see progression of time on a person? Honey, get a turntable. Um, You want to yeah. see... Yeah, it's just... Like the duel is really well. I mean, like the whole the whole satisfied number, just it oh rewinding. My it's just God. like don't even get truly. Me you're like, oh wow, the meta the metaphors, the image, imagery. Yeah. The the I don't love. Typically, I don't like biographical stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just not what I'm into. Um. But I think this works because I think just being it being a musical makes it a bit yeah. different. And I think it doesn't get into some of the tropes that like biopics get into. Yeah. And like obviously there's a strong point of view of like using like hip hop as the way. As the as the in- entry point. As the entry point. Mm-hmm. Which is like really admirable from Lynn because he took the most dense book in the entire world. Oh my God. And uh, my she, mom owns it. Yeah. Owns because I think she thought that she would read it. I don't know if she has. I don't think she has because I think when she bought it, she was like, Oh, th- this is a textbook. Baby, mom, tell me if you read it. <laughs> but he took a really dense book and really just like, just like took the essence of the character. And it's like, he's a punk. Like he's a, <laughs> like he's yeah. a rebel. Like, yeah. so like he just took that and was like, okay, 
Riff raff. Yeah. Street raff. Street raff. Scoundrel. <laughs> Take that. All he wants to be for his mom to be proud of it, her boy. Proud of your boy. There we go. We figured it out. Hamilton is Aladdin. But I also think like it it really does obviously all of the hip hop references completely go over my head. Mm-hmm. I can catch the helpless is like a Beyonce reference. That's obvious for yeah. me. But like most of like I know there's like a Tupac Biggie reference. Yeah, like there's they're all, rep- yeah. It's like West East Coast, West Coast. Yes. Like both of I don't know. Hercules. Oh, I have no yeah. idea. Hercules is supposed to be one style and then yeah. Right. So fine. Great. But <laughs> I do job. catch all of the like musical, musical theater, theater references, references yeah. because there are a plenty. And like a lot of them are very explicit. There's there's a moment there's what did, one what that, did we call out that was like this is Fosse. This is fully Fosse. Oh. Was it no to this? Or was it Oh, room where it happens. It was room where it happens, yep. yeah. Um but I also like that, but then even like there's a reference to the last five years. There's mm-hmm. a reference to South Pacific. Like there are actual like lines that are because like the South Pacific one is like somebody says you're you have to be carefully taught. Yeah. At some point. And I was like, oh, Miss Lynn, a historian of musical theater. Truly. I mean, he's such he's just really good with references. Mm hmm. Remember when you watched all of the West Wing and then you were going to try and find all the West Wing references? I don't think there's actually that many in the show. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> I kind of Nothing th- stood out to me. <laughs> no. No, but he did he has said that he you like t- that Alexander Hamilton is Toby Ziegler. Yeah. Which I buy. Hmm. Hmm. Uh He's definitely not a Sam Seaborn. No. Toby was like not my favorite character in the show. Toby is a he's just hard, a very he's complex, a hard nut to crack. Yes, yeah. that's like his whole. You didn't see the thing. best episode though, of which the, was seventeen the, people. Yes, the, did yeah. you see that one? You told me about. it. Oh my god, it's so good. because that was the one that was he, they submitted for him, right? Or like, like they submitted for an Emmy that episode. Uh, yes, I think so. It's the one where it's basically his brother. No. So you're talking about the Christmas one. Oh. Which is what got him the Emmy. Oh. You are correct. The like the years that Aaron Sorkin wrote the show, which are the first four, mm. the first like three Christmas episodes all won Emmys. Mm. Like they it was just their thing. Yeah. The one I'm talking about is when they the president tells Toby that he has MS. Oh, so Toby's the seventeenth person oh. to find out, and it's all it is is a. Pl- I mean, it is a, a one play. hour play. Yeah, because it's just the it's just Toby and the president and um, um, the chief of staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> it's just the three of them talking uh-huh. for an hour in the Oval Office, and that's it. Because they were like, we need to do a budget episode because we're Leo. running over budget. Leo, thank you. <laughs> Leo McGarry. Yeah. Wow. Doesn't matter, guys. This is not a this... West Wing podcast. There was already a West Wing podcast that yeah. just ended this year. Hmm. Famously a vehicle for Kristen Chenoweth. Got her that's, an Emmy. That's how. 
That's how we know Kristen Chenoweth from, from the West Wing. No. West Wing, Annie. Pushing daisies. Pushing daisies. And then I think she like did theater. Uh, I know her from RV. Oh, okay. Big fan of that movie. <laughs> I only know her from, really, I only know her from Annie. Truly. Like the hotel. So you're not Sally? Sally. Brown? Sally Bowles. Sally Brown, Charlie's sister. Hmm. You're a good man. No, because you're the, you're the Charlie Brown gay, not me. I am a Charlie Brown stan. You're the Charlie Brown. Like, there are two types of gays. I love a peanut. There are two types of theater gays. A Charlie Brown gay and a spelling bee gay. And I feel like I was more of a spelling bee gay. Oh, sure. Than a wow. Charlie Brown gay. I thought you were going to say a Charlie Brown or a Susical gay. I was not a Susical. I don't think I'm a Susical gay. I do like Susical, but I'm not. I a know Susical one guy. song because Maddie and I sang it in high school. Was it Horton's song? Uh, I'm alone in the universe. That one. It's Horton and the little, the little yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about the Skylar sisters. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they're good. <sighs> Guys, <laughs> if we you... talk about really, though. Renee, Renee, but also Philippa. I feel like Philippa is just being left out of the conversation. I heard someone say that she is equally as not as interesting as Lin Manuel, as which I'm sure we will get to, but that they were like the two leads are like the most boring part of the show, and I was like, Philippa's doing work in that. She is doing. I mean, it's a. It's a thankless role. It is absolutely a thankless role. Because the whole the whole conceit of Eliza is that she is just she cannot stop her husband. So yeah. she just has to like burn with him. Mm-hmm. And the big twist at the end is that like she's the one that actually like continues his legacy because like she realizes the work that she can do and what he di- actually did. Mm-hmm. So, like, I understand that through line, but it does come to the expense of, like, she has to, like, just kind of be a waif. But I love Angelica. I mean, it's a great role. Renee Elise, if you want to find more of her work, I'm going to give you two recommendations of this great nation. Watch the Documentary Now episode of Co-op, which is like a parody of the documentary that they shot of recording the cast album of Company. And she has a solo in there. And she's basically like the Another Hundred People girl. So she has a great song called... Um, tennis Lessons? Yeah, because it's about her. She's a tennis instructor, and it's about her finally getting an apartment in the co-op. <laughs> and the like the hook of her her notes are the brown and the beige and the brown and the beige and the brown because it's in the 70s um her other great work is in the good wife she plays um like what is it called when you are a lawyer for the government the good wife a prosecutor a prosecutor she plays a prosecutor the look i just gave you when you asked me that question. Because I knew you would know. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, famously, The Good Wife and The Good Fight hire uh, Broadway actors because they film in New York, even though it's supposed to be Chicago. 
Um, so they're all Broadway stars. Harvey's in it. Audra's in it. Martha Plimpton is in it. I mean, I love that Peggy comes back as Mariah Reynolds in Act Two. Mariah Reynolds. Um, another recommendation. If he, you listen- I loved him. <laughs> Does your Peggy? That's my. Well, that's all three of them. Yeah. Um, another recommendation is in the Hamilton remix remixes jill scott does the version of say no to this but through mariah reynolds point of view it's really good um all right you know what my negative is is it lynn yeah yeah and here's the thing like yes it's a huge undertaking so i think we all are just like no it's okay that he can't sing because he wrote this whole thing he wrote it. There's only, I mean, Alexander Hamilton really only has one song. Yeah. Hurricane. Which is, huh? Hurricane. Isn't that the name of the song? I don't, I thought it was it's the Dear one Theodosia. Right. No, Theodosia is, oh yeah, it's they, like a duet. They duet it. Yeah, yeah, he does sing in that too. But it, no, the song right before the Reynolds pamphlet. How does it go? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> We're stands, Hamilton stands. <laughs> I mean, I love Hamilton, but In the Heights always has has a very special place in my heart. Yeah. So that's like when I think of Lynn, I think of In the Heights. Yeah. Um my negative And this is like I it's mean not like really a negative. There's like a lot of discourse yeah. around Hamilton right now in this moment. I think there is a level at which the end of the show makes one assume the narrative. It feels like they want you to take away is that like Alexander Hamilton was an abolitionist. I don't think he didn't own slaves, but he did like purchase them for family members. So like, I mean like, let's just tread carefully here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, no one's saying that he well, what I just think it's, none of them were good. Like they were all horrible. People. They were all, they, they all, were all rich white people yes. at a time where fully. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come like on. Like fully privileged, obviously yeah, yeah. like, yes, they were none of our founding fathers right. can be, could have can be seen as he good only could have gone from now. a bastard orphan to like founding the treasury because he was white. Like, I mean, like let's all just really realize what is happening here. Yes. It's incredible that this all happened and they use POC in order to like tell the story and make it like accessible, but also like, I don't, then this is not, this is again, not a knock really on Hamilton. Just more is like, don't, I think, I think not, maybe my negative isn't even like the show. I think it's more just like people treating the show of is it as if it's not art yeah as if art needs to also be like talent like teaching you yeah in like a concise like it you can also just go out and you learn on your be, own too yeah. Do you know what i mean yeah. like it, do, it doesn't need to answer every question at you the have. end of the day it's still it's a not broadway a, show it's not a book yeah it's like, a musical like i don't know what to tell you investors paid for this show because it's entertaining like, right Yes, it's through th- just through the way it's made. They're like, you know, like, yeah, POC actors are, are involved and like 
it it can help glorify a lot of things but at, you know at the end of the day it's still entertainment so maybe it does fit in disney really well because that's kind of like the brand <laughs> that's the brand that is the brand uh well hamill film is now a disney movie and we are so excited for it to be part of the family you could say Welcome home. I did wake up the other morning while you were sleeping and I was like getting ready for work. I did consider just watching Satisfied before I went to work. Yeah. Because it's just available. Mm-hmm. I can just watch it. I love the little um, little reprise that she gets, though, uh, uh, in the Reynolds pamphlet. I'm not here for you. Oh, yeah. I know my sister like I know my own mind. You, you will, will never find anyone as trusting or as kind. kind. I love my sister more than anything in this life. I refuse to choose my hap. Wait. Nope. I choose her happiness over mine every time. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Um, you will never be satisfied. God, I, I love, hope you're satisfied. There was like an, uh, there was like an, an urn, there was something where Renee had said like, there is a love triangle, but it's not the love triangle you think. The love triangle is like Eliza's at the center yes. and ha- how they both love her so much. And like, obviously Hamilton, like Alexander, like wants to be with her, mm-hmm. but then like Angelica just wants her to be happy because yeah. she's, she's the good one. Angelica is a big sister type. Yes, and Eliza, Eliza is, is a sweet. normal type. <laughs> normal type. A normal and Hamilton is cranky. Smug. <laughs> He's a smug. Smug. Yeah. Jefferson is cranky. No. I would say Burr is I would say, say Burr's yeah. Burr a jock type. <laughs> <laughs> This is the wrong podcast. It is the wrong podcast. Great. That's our Hamill film. It's time for everyone's favorite. What's the D? So Disney. What's your D, Adam? So, okay. I know that I have like been harping on that we need to make D's. Be Disney. Be Disney. But you're not doing that. But here's the thing tangentially it's all disney yeah so here's my d okay if you go on youtube (laughs) and you search hamilton the muppets act one you will find i don't think this is the real i don't think it's real voice actors i think it's like a fan who is very good at recreating Mm -hmm. the voices of the muppets does a full act one recording with Kermit as Alexander Hamilton, Gonzo as Aaron Burr, Fozzie as um, Marquis de Lafayette, uh, Piggy as uh, Eliza. Uh, Not Clarabelle. No. Not Claire Cluck. Not Claire Cluck. Camilla. Camilla. Camilla the chicken, (laughs) Gonzo's wife, as Angelica Schuyler. And then Janice as Peggy. (laughs) Like, it's just so funny and so stupid. Janice as Peggy is perfect. It's so good. Elmo is... um, The little general guy. The little general guy. It's all just so stupid. I'm a general. 
Yeah. Oh, the Swedish chef as the like proclamation guy. Oh yes, that, that was, was amazing. Yeah, it's all very funny. Yeah. There's not enough Rizzo the rat. Yeah. So a negative. But other than that, it's very funny. And you don't need to listen to all hour and a half of it. But you can like skip through to the songs you want to hear. And then trying to listen to Fozzie do the guns and guns and ships. Yeah. Is that the song? Sure. With the with the really fast David Diggs mm-hmm. rap. And then he tries to do it. And he's like, can somebody call David Diggs? It's very funny. <laughs> that was not me trying to impersonate Fozzie, by the way. I cannot do Fozzie. I can do Kermit. Kermit the Frog here. Kermit the Frog here. That's mine. Kermit the Frog Kermit here. Kermit the Frog. My D this week is to Jenny's ice cream. <laughs> oh, my. Adam and I each God. bought a Jenny's ice cream pint to eat. I had the um, brown butter almond brittle. I had the gooey butter cake. And so we we uh, I don't know a better <laughs> pint of ice cream. <laughs> she is I don't know. She is the mother. The pint of ice cream I never had. I never had. She, she is, is the, the pint, pint of, of ice, ice cream, cream anybody would want. <laughs> She is the pint of ice cream anyone deserves. Hey, pint of ice cream. Pint of ice cream, you did it again. (laughs) Constantly changing the... (laughs) Oh, my God. Just throw this in every meme. Yeah. Get the the pint of ice cream cream in my stomach. I want to eat that. (laughs) Mm. Yes. yes, a pint of ice cream is most pleasing to me. <laughs> most pleasing to me in my career. Wow, a moment. Yeah. Um, what are some other good ones? <laughs> she is the pint of ice cream. She is the pint of ice cream. I mean, come on. I now. mean, now come on now. Um, what's the one? There could be a hundred pint of ice creams, <laughs> pints of ice cream in a room. But only <laughs> one pint of ice but cream. But only one pint of ice cream is Jenny's. Yeah. And that was Bradley. <laughs> and that was Bradley. <laughs> I didn't so Whole Foods also has them, so we can get them delivered from Whole Foods now too. Perfect. And they have more flavors. Whole they Foods ha- has? Yeah. There was like a shortbread pe- like a peach cobbler. Oh my god. Oh my god. Peach cobbler. Yeah. Peach. Oh, <gasps> my D is the Babysitter's Club <laughs> on Netflix. My Go D watch is it. Nini Kishi because she is mm-hmm. an icon. She is the legend. She Get the Nini Kishi on the TV. I want to ne- see it's that. Mimi. Oh, it's Mimi? Yeah, girl. Who's Nini? I don't know. Nini Leaks? I don't know. Who are you talking about? I don't know. It's Mimi. Oh. With an M. I never read it. I did. I read all like 197 books or whatever. Anne M. Martin contributed hmm. to culture. Do you know those are all ghost writers and they just write under the name? Wait, is that real? Yeah, those see all of those series. That's how they get written. Really? Yeah. So like, so it's like when, like Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew. When um, it's like, like it's um, um, 
like when writers in Hollywood write like spec scripts and that's do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know yeah. what a spec script is? Yes. Yes, I do, Adam. I'm in the industry. You're not in I'm not in the industry. In the industry. Um, but yeah, that's how all of those long, long series series are written. They're written through ghostwriters. So Joe didn't write Harry Potter. Uh, well, we all wish she didn't. Well, she won't stop. She won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> much for listening to the dysfunctional podcast you're you can welcome. find us on twitter and on instagram at the d podcast um you know what sh- should have been my d is that our dapper dig shirts finally came in all about the d and um the pride shirts so we're gonna wear that we're gonna take some cute pics in our apartment because we're quarantined so you guys can you know, get to see that um, but if you do support the show, the best way to do that is by leaving us a five-star rating or a review. So make sure you do that. And I'd just like to say, it's been a while. It has been a while. Uh, would you like me to tell you the last review we got? April? May 10th. Wow. And it's May. It's July 13th. So if you're listening to this podcast... <coughs> And you haven't written us a review yet, go ahead, do it right now on Apple Podcasts and say, please do a better job, five stars. And we have we have 43 ratings, mm-hmm. only five stars, thank you very much. But I'm pretty sure we don't have 43 reviews. No. So if you've ever gone and clicked a little star, but you haven't, you've said to yourself, gee. I wish I was back in the army. No, you said to yourself, gee. Wait, what is it? Wow. Oh, gee. I never get to wear nice clothes. And I was so into clothes. Sorry, that's from a chorus line. Um, And you said to yourself, gee, I really don't know what to write. I'm not a good writer. I'm not lugubrious. I'm not Ann Martin. I can't write. I'm not Anna Martin. Anna Martin isn't even Anna Martin, as I've just found out. <laughs> She's a series of people. <laughs> so you, dear reader... And are absolutely allowed to relieve any kind of review. And we will take, even if you don't write it well, we will take it and perform it as though it is Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah, we'll bust out our Shakespeare. We'll bust out our acting too. I'll iambic pentameter that. You know, famously, Adam and I were in a scene of Midsummer Night's Dream. We also were in a Shakespeare play together, RJ. Oh, yeah. We were also in a scene of Angels in America, and that's when everyone thought we were dating. But that was fully like two years before we started dating. Yeah. And look at us now. Lesions. <laughs> oh, God. That's the scene. That's what the scene's about. Yeah. That's the inciting. What incident. was crazy was that that year I also had an odd, I also had a monologue from the Laramie Project. Anne was full like yeah. Anne was like you're gay, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're gay. She gave me a Laramie Project. But, go 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 ghost my, gay. My Laramie Project um monologue was from the doctor. Yeah, it wasn't even. I was like. No. This was why I thought that I could like 
play older and more masculine in college and wasted all of my time. You also did Fresh Face, not Fresh Faces, did Freshman Showcase by doing like slam poetry. I did do a slam poem, yeah. That was cool though. I liked it. RJ. Adam, you didn't even do Fresh Faces because you were so goddamn noivous. No, famously, I had too much talent. Okay. And I did not want to shock and stun the audience <laughs> by <laughs> um by singing the it. kite from Charlie Brown. Well, yeah, yeah I'm because sure, I'm sure no one's ever seen that before. Um, it did win me the best solo in the state of Indiana <laughs> in uh, 2009. So, <laughs> all right, well. Thanks for listening, everyone. I feel like I'm on drugs. Russell, we remember when you were like, this will be a quick episode, 45 minutes later. I have to give the people what they're coming here for. Which what? is me. <laughs> and my talent. Ooh, my talent. What's funny is that as soon as this stops recording, you're going to I'm gonna going crash. straight to bed. <laughs> I can't wait. You know what? I'm doing the thing that Friedrich does where he like runs around and mm-hmm. then runs straight to bed and goes <sighs> and then like passes out. Yeah. Where is he right now? He's the by floor? the door. I think he needs to go out. All right. And that's our show. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you here in two weeks. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. been a podcast on not a bit network find us on instagram at not a bit network for our other shows <laughs>